when it comes to valedictorian status, can you please give me the background of um, why did the status go away? What do you have now? And uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I can tell you what my understanding is. Uh, this is a policy that's been in place for at least 16 years now. Um, and it may be even longer. I was talking with uh, someone who currently works in our district who was a brand new assistant principal, um, you know, at going back 13 years. And she was telling me how she remembered when she was a teacher, just starting off as a teacher, this changing in about the mid 2000s, okay. um, around the time I graduated. And one of the main reasons she has informed me that happened were that many districts were doing it. Uh, colleges and universities were um, usually shifting to a percentage when it came to scholarships and admissions. And we had several instances of cheating. There was a big cheating scandal, she said, in the early 2000s when it came to final tests where some people who would have qualified or fighting for that valedictorian status ended up, you know, being caught, uh, breaking some rules, as well as this was apparently a time before weighted grade books. Mm -hmm. And uh, it became almost common practice rather than taking an AP class or at Millennium, there's an IB program uh, where they would take just the casual thing. Again, we're, we're ranking kids by GPA and things, but keep in mind, not every student takes the same class. So they're not on the same playing field as it is. Uh, so that's why um, my understanding is a reason why colleges and universities have shifted uh, to the way we have it now. Uh, so when you brought it up to me a few months ago, it was really the first time I had heard about it um, becoming an, an issue. We haven't really faced too many complaints to my knowledge in the three years that I've been on the board. I've been the president of the governing board for the last two years. And this is something that we are continuing to look at. Like I said, it's a policy. Uh, so it's not set in stone. It's something that can be adjusted and, um, you know, maybe updated as we go along. And I know our superintendent is committed to ensuring that we recognize academic success and academic excellence. And this is something that would be on the table. It's just not, um, you know, if, if we were to institute new uh, guidelines for that, it would probably be affecting an incoming freshman class rather than classes we already have, uh, you know, under the rules that have been in place for at least 16 years, probably closer to 17 or 18. I apologize, but I couldn't find the exact date. Some of our board records don't go back that far, at least from the digital versions. Okay, so question. So this, your, your reasoning for going to this, your district's reasoning for going to this, it wasn't due to equity, it was due to kids not taking the same rigor 
maybe kids uh, with the cheating scandal, but it was not related to uh, equity. And, and again, this, this is something I'm hearing from the very few people we have in our district that have been there for, you know, 16 plus years. Um, I have a conversation with one this morning and she cited those things as well as a shift in colleges and universities and many other districts doing it. My understanding is I don't, I don't know of a district in the Valley that still does uh, the valedictorian. They, there might be a few. I just don't, I'm not aware of one now. I haven't looked at every single district and how they recognize their students. But I do know that we, um, we go out of our way to ensure recognition for um, academics, for academic success. The number one student at Canyon View High School, Kaden Lipsky, shows us how the district honors top students by percentages. This is for being in the top 1%. There is different colors. There is a black cord if you're in the top 10% and a white cord if you're in the top 5% and then the uh, multicolor one for being in the top 1%. So um, keep in mind, we have you know, not only top 10%, top 5%, top 1%. Uh, the top 1% are called out by name at graduations as well as the uh, senior awards night where they're recognized uh, for their status. Their specific standing in the class is also published as well. We put out an ad. Um, this is something we started, I think, a year or two ago. And it's gone off and on since before then. But in the West Valley View, so the local paper out here in the West Valley, we put out an ad there recognizing our students by name um, that have reached the top uh, 1% as well. So that that's, um, you know, there, there are very few districts I know of that go to some of those ends, but it, it's something that we strive to do, but it's a work in progress. We can always uh, continue to do more. Okay. So <clears throat> I think you had an opportunity possibly to see the Caden Lipsky story. Um, he has a 5.24 GPA, um, but he was also an FBLA, CTE, a swimmer. So he, he definitely went above and beyond. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because I wrote about this story back in January, and then now it's happened to him. And he's like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? This morning, I got a message from a mom, and I'll read it to you. It says, my daughter is directly affected by this policy, as she is currently number two in her class at Desert Edge. Kids who bust their butts to earn high grades are basically being told that academic excellence is not worth recognizing and celebrating. Yet athletes, which is not realistic for all kids to excel academically than athletically, are celebrated and put on pedestals. And I guess that's one of the things of social media with the district in the schools you know, your number one track star, your number one swimmer, your number one golfer, whatever it might be, those are all celebrated for first place. Uh, you also have teacher of the year, volunteer of the year. But when it comes to academics, it's a grouping, a lumping of kids. How do you feel about that? Well, it's a Grouping and lumping by percentage, keep in mind our graduating classes for most of our schools range between 400 and 500 kids. Um, so you're talking about probably four students. Uh, I think last year we had a class that had only three students in the top 1%. Uh, 
um, keep it, keeping in mind their actual ranking throughout that is uh, recognized. Putting an ad in the paper, recognizing them, as well as there will be various social media posts, I assume. And if not, that's something we can address and ensuring we're continuing and improving on our recognition of academic excellence. True to his word, the district put out a social media post listing the top 1% students at each of its high schools. So tell me, I hear you have great news. My mom got a call from the superintendent and he was like, um, he basically said that he didn't even know that, th that this was an issue. And so um, he said, I can wear my stole at graduation. So I'll be able to wear a little valedictorian one. So that's exciting. And this is something that if there is any confusion on what the number one ranked person in the class is, and a letter with a title saying that valedictorian would suffice, whereas saying that they're number one in their class and in, in the top 1% uh, doesn't, uh, you know, it's some in my discussions with the superintendent, he'd gladly provide a letter saying that they earn that distinction because it is something they earn and it's something that we work to recognize, uh, but we, we work to recognize it in a way that best um, prepares our students for. Uh, the future when it's going to basically fitting them into those categories. I hate categorizing and throwing people into um, buckets, but after a long uh, education funding seminar that I went through, we talked a lot about buckets. So if you're in the top 1%, that's usually how colleges and universities these days identify. In the story that we did, you said this was something worth fighting for. You, you don't have to fight for this position at all. It is a choice. It is a complete choice. And I chose to do it because I found out that I was number one. Do you still feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't sure that much was going to come of this, especially because I knew that the district was so busy with everything. And um, I just didn't think it would actually become a big thing. But now it now it is. It's pretty big and hopefully I was I was able to change something for the future classes in um at my school and also in our district so I definitely do think it's still worth fighting for because as I mentioned earlier all of the districts in Arizona aren't implementing this policy back so until until that happens um they're still more fighting we've tried to streamline a lot of stuff over the last year but it, again it's something I can look into right Okay, so um, a couple of examples. So at Estrella Foothills High School, a good friend of mine, her son would have been number one in his class last year. They found out because he took a full load, it actually decreased his GPA. Instead of the kids who had a home period, the way the math worked out, I mean, it was just absolutely crazy. So um, after a little bit of research, I you know, trying to figure out how other schools look at valedictorians. At Pomona, California, the district has a merit system. So based on a 100-point scale to determine valedictorian, academic honesty, because I know you had talked about a, a cheating scandal, academic dishonesty automatically drops a student from being considered. Uh, it also deducts any points for suspensions, discipline, that kind of a thing. So the valedictorian status is has a, a merit value tied to it. In Ketchikan, Alaska, 
admin has created a point system to determine valedictorian factoring in AP classes. So it's not just taking the easy classes or the basic classes that it's you also get additional points for those much more rigorous classes. Uh, at Barofi, they also can take into consideration uh, what they do outside of the classroom. I think teachers and students actually are able to weigh in and vote. And in Dearborn, Michigan, valedictorian and salutatorian are also granted additional recognition at Honors Night and in the graduation ceremony beyond the printed program, which it sounds like you did yet in the West Valley View. Mm. Uh, and kind of go above and beyond for those those top two students. Yeah. We we also do it in our in our program on the seniors night and as well as the graduation ceremony. So it's not just printed, it's it's recognized uh, individually as well. Okay. And do you think and, be, do you think you'd be willing to look into a point system or a merit system? Without getting into specifics on what could possibly get in front of an agenda at some point, um, I I will just say that it is a discussion that we have had over the last year or two with our superintendent on not only improving our academics throughout our district, but finding ways to recognize uh, better to better recognize academic excellence. And as you were saying before, the, there were various uh, reasons you mentioned how uh, a student taking a harder class could sometimes prevent them to do that. And they've tried adjusting this, I know many places, and we do it now. That's why you said a GPA now over five is uh, due to weighted grading. Um, that's something that didn't really exist much in practice going back 16, 17 years ago. Again, this was a policy change that happened. Well, it's kind of funny. Our current uh, state superintendent was actually state superintendent back then um, in the early 2000s when these policy changes were happening and happening all across the valley. Um, so like that's how long ago it was, and I don't say that as a criticism of Tom Horn. I like Tom Horn. I uh, supported him in the past. We get along on a lot of uh, issues, and but I'll just take of that what it will. The uh, idea that this is a politically motivated thing that's recent, I would take uh, a major objection to. The discussion on this that your reasoning hasn't been a political equity progressive issue that you really did have an issue with some of these other things yeah. before okay yeah and and again this was many years i i graduated from uh, a high school in my district in 2005 and this is around the time when it graduated now keep in mind uh i was not in competition for the top one percent of my class uh, i'm sure that's not going to be a shock to anyone but uh, so did I follow it very closely to know if it was in my year or not? I don't know, which kind of shows you what kind of student I might have been. But uh, that that's just around the time frame that it happened. And from asking 
uh, students. Like one, one of our district admin uh, was a teacher when I was in high school there. Um, she was a principal in the meantime, and she was trying to remember some of the reasons, aside from how colleges and universities were recognizing incoming students, but with the various things about the common practice of, well, if I take this harder class, if I take an IB class or an AP class, that could prevent me from being valedictorian. So I'm just going to take this easy class that, you know, I can sleep through an A or an A plus and not really challenge ourselves. And when we get down to what is the role or what is the purpose of education right here is that not every student's the same. Um, some students are going to go through calculus and it's going to be like talking Greek to them. And some students are going to take to it very um, closely and want to take it further. And we need to make sure that when we have students that are ready to take that next step, to move forward and to take things further that are actually going to benefit them in life, rather they're in the top, oh, I'm in the top 1% or I know I'm number one or number two. Well, what did you really do to further your education to get ready for what's about to hit you in life now that you're 18, 19 years old in the real world? world starting to begin. So we want to make sure there's like that little balancing act of making sure that you're recognizing the academic excellence of our students, uh, which we try to do. And I would contend we do more than most districts, public school districts in the Valley, but it's something we're working on and we're something we're working to improve on. Uh, and like I said, our policies are not set in stone for every year, uh, but it, and it's something that could change in the future, but it, um, you know, it, it would affect future classes, not uh, not our current graduating ones. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really yeah. appreciate it. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah, please let me know if this is something you look into for future classes or anything. I'd love to follow up on this. And, um, you know, I just I appreciate all of your input. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Jen. And I'll I'll let you know if things change. I know we have a, another leadership retreat throughout the summer. You know, it feels like we have graduation Saturday and then the next school year for us starts Monday. Uh, <laughs> so we, we got a we got a lot of work to do. But um, I know with our uh, we have a massive focus right now on our academics and not only improving it, but recognizing it. Uh, so I will let you know of anything that comes forward. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jen. Have a great day. Are you too? Right. Bye.